Broadcasting from the third coast and recorded live at Tripod South Studios, this is The Hango Show. I need to get inside your head. I got to know if you insane. I want to swim around your like bloodstream. Strapped in the space shuttle. <laughs> <laughs> get everything yeah, organized. Yeah, get all the, everything all high and tight. And cords out of the way. Fourth one today, man. Pissing my brains out. Dude, I've been real proud of you, man. I mean, that's a lot to do. Um, It's something. You just need some ice in that thing. That's what you... (laughs) (laughs) That big-ass can. (laughs) It had ice in it at one point. Yeah, I, I left the house. I was finishing off number one of the day. This is I'm about halfway done with number four, so jeez, dude. that's that's my gallon. Is that what is that? Is that a half gallon? Thirty two ounces, quarter gallon. Wow! I drink four of those a day. It looks bigger than that. Minimum. That's what she said. Hey, hey everybody, welcome to the Hango Show. This is your host Hango Wood, and tonight I'm back in here with the boys, and I got Harpoon and Jut in here, and and we're going to try to mend our wounds. We. <laughs> We're all kind of sore today for some reason. I don't know why. No harpoon so much. Me and Judd are a couple cranky old men. I don't know, man. I'm pretty sore, too. Miss Alabama just left. No! (laughs) There it is. Oh, yeah! (laughs) Get the whole board on that one. Trifecta. (laughs) Tried that one, too. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Man. We're just starting right, right where New Year's Eve left off, I guess. We're going wide-ass open. Oh, man. How y'all been doing? Okay. Yeah, good, man. Good, good. <laughs> Saw Harpoon a couple times this week so far, just yeah. eating with him and stopping by just to give him hell. How, how was your How was your week this past week when we weren't together? We, um, we were actually really busy uh, this week. It was, uh, it was a, an outstanding sales weekend. Um, but an incredibly shorthanded weekend, golly. So, um, Thursday, of course, just doing Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Thursday, it was just Nick and I. Mm, yeah. I mean, you see in the video, you're like, we got our ass kicked tonight. <laughs> Dude, man, handed to us. I'm Work talking. off some of this damn coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I was jacked up. Wasn't You're it? the only guy I know who works his ass off in the kitchen, then goes, "Man, I'm still worked up. I better hit the gym for the next three hours <laughs> so I can sleep tonight." All right, man. So here's the truth. So when we got through Thursday night, I told Nick, I was like, "Man, I am so amped that we just did what we did, just two of us. I mean, it'd have been a real busy night for four people, right?" Damn, man, we just, we, we, I, I kept telling him, I kept telling him, I said, like, Nick, we're almost there. We're almost there, man. Just hang in there. It's like four o'clock. We had another three <laughs> and a half hour to go. Say, when did you start saying that? <laughs> yeah. And then like every. <laughs> the sounds like a damn motherfucker. We ain't there. <laughs> 15, or 15, 20 minutes go by, man. I'm like, Nick, just hang in there, man. Just hang in there, man. We're almost there. Hey, bitch, keeps... I just clocked in. <laughs> He was he was giggling about it, and then after a while, I kept going, all right, man, in a little bit, remind me that, that we're, <laughs> we're almost, almost there. there. So, yeah, I did I did drink a lot of coffee, and, and plus, man, so when, when it was finally through, and, and, you know, I'd locked the door, and we were done for the night, and about to walk out, I just got this feeling of, of just, just championship, like, yes, we just 
fucking did it, man. I was so amped um, that we were able to do it, uh, just the two of us. And uh, I just had that energy plus. Well, I got a question, though. Did you do it? Did you do that whole bag of cocaine I took you that night? Or, the, or did you wait until after you got off work before you did it? <laughs> this was a couple of days before I got it. <laughs> so, <laughs> you can imagine. No. I told you one sniff at a time, man. No coke. Um, but yeah, I mean, so, I mean, when I, when I got off work that night, I mean, there was no way I was fixing to go home I mean, I just couldn't, you know, I've got that new kitten, man. And it was just going to be a battle Royale, man. <laughs> I both were amped up. So I had to go we'll take it to the gym. Again. Other than that, um, my, my, we got some extra hands. Miss uh, Alabama came in, uh, Friday and Saturday night. She was, she came up for the weekend and, uh, she helped with, uh, a lot of the stuff, you know, keeping us cleaned up and, and, and helping us get out. And, um, my, Mike was able to come back on Friday and Saturday night. So we had extra hands and, and, um, uh, I, as I, as I looked at my Fitbit, um, Sunday, uh, Miss Alabama and I were talking about some of the, um, data that she collects on hers that kind of shows her, you know, some of her workout stuff like that, man. And I looked at mine and on, Thursday and Friday, uh, each day, uh, I had almost eight miles Damn. At, at work in that little building, yeah. just clicking them off, dude. It was just like a, you know, I, I felt like one of those damn rats on a wheel. Just, <laughs> 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 yeah. But, well, good deal, man. Yes, I'm glad, good I'm glad that, uh, got through with it. And when I went by, I saw her truck there. I'm like, well, I guess she's around. Maybe she'll be here Monday night. And I told you, like, man, tell her to hang around. You're like, well, we got a chance for some snow, and I think she may be trying to get home. I'm like, that's cool. I just want her to know that anytime she's here, she's welcome to come along. Yeah, we did. We talked about it. And um, uh, she had a couple of business calls and stuff like that she had to make. She had to pick up her daughter. Um, she had some things she had to do today yeah. uh, to get back. She would, you know, she definitely would love to be here. And, and all that, um, you know, she, 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 she's really excited about, you know, being part of the, part of the group oh, with good. everybody and good. stuff. So yeah, she likes it. Like having her around. She's, she's fun to, uh, she just piles in with us. I mean, she's not reserved or anything. She speaks her mind, speaks up. All right, Judd, what's going on with you, man? Work. <coughs> trying to get the, trying to get the dog better. Yeah. We hadn't talked about that yet. Yeah. You want to? you want to share well we had a our our oldest female our only female dog um had a uh lump on her neck and she said it's been there for years and uh over you know it started getting a little bit larger a few months back and you know we just thought it was a fatty tumor just a lipoma and uh, apparently it, it it it's turned into something a, a lot worse um, it got infected and tripled in size just over new year. So that following Monday, uh, I hit the vet wide open. I was like, what is going on? You know, this is, this is not what this is supposed to do. So they took some samples, sent it off and found out that it was a mast cell tumor. So, uh, not to get into any gory details on it. Um, it has drained yeah some some of the infection um so we're bandaged up trying to get her some you know they said uh they sent us to a surgeon um a specialist that only does surgeries on animals uh he's one of the best in the area 
And so we talked to him uh, Friday. And we got her scheduled uh, for the 25th to have it removed. They're going to send it off for a biopsy and find out just how serious it is. If it uh, if it's a category one or two, there's less of a chance it could spread. If it's a three or four, it's way more serious. Right. So, fingers crossed. You know, we're uh, sure. she's set up for surgery, so we got that done. She's on. You know, we've been filling her full of antibiotics, and she starts her steroids tomorrow. Uh, so she, hopefully, she's strong enough to make it through the surgery. You know, they want to make sure she's an older dog. Yeah. So. How old is she? Thirteen. She's thirteen. Yeah, yeah. She'll you be. Asked she'll be. My ass yeah. If the surgery goes well, she'll be fourteen in July. So uh, we're hoping for the best, and uh, I think she's in pretty good hands. We got some really good vets around here, and we do. Uh, they're they seem optimistic about it. You know, since it's located in just one spot and it already hasn't spread, yeah, um, it's still between the cell walls of the skin. So. That's a good sign. It's a big plus. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully they can go in, get it all, stitch her up, and, you know, we can get a few more good years out of that girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's a good pup. Oh, she I is. stopped to see you. I walked in there, man. She, I couldn't even get the door because she was, she was already waiting for me, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And it wasn't just me. Anybody came to the shop, she's like, oh, somebody knew. I was sitting on the couch and trying to pet on her, and she didn't care about me. She saw folks on the sidewalk outside, and she wanted to go out there and say hi to them. She, she was like, "You're old hash, man. I've already talked to you. I've already got the pettings out of you." Yep. And when I stopped by, man, she was, you know, she was all lovey dovey and stuff too, man. That's great. That's yeah. how she is. Man. She's a good pup. Anything else going on? Had a good week the, last week. Awesome. Um, you know, one of the best we've had in probably six months. Well, um, I'm sorry to say, like, two weeks ago, you were like, this is like the slowest Monday we've ever had. Yeah, <laughs> now, well, today was the same. Oh, okay. Today, so this is Mondays I mean, that are hitting low. We got, yeah, we had, usually, if we're busy, you know, Monday or Tuesday or, you know, one other odd day out of the week, then the following Monday, Tuesday, typically pretty slow. You know, everybody comes in, stocks up. I think people... Um, so I know some people for sure double-stocked because they were giving out the threat of inclement weather right. which i knew wasn't going to happen but uh and not this area anyway but uh i think that's why we're sl- we were slower today definitely than last monday uh tuesday was our crap day last week but the rest of the days were really good good great uh, man friday i was just the whole day i was thinking my god thank god they didn't do that surgery today <laughs> <laughs> no doubt i wish they would have but yeah. um i'm glad i didn't miss that work day oh, for sure cuz that was a good one. What are you vaping on over there? That is uh, the device, or yeah, the, the device. Um, that's the Geek Vape Boost Pro. Is that a newer one, or has it been out for a while? Uh, it's been out for a little while. Was it all in one? Yeah, it's just a little man. I, I love coil based pod system. What was the? Is it like a rebuildable you did or no? Okay, so it's a pre made coil. Just pops in. Yep. What was goes? Aspire made the. A Play-Doh, I think. Yeah, Play-Doh. It was about that, you know, I, I tore that thing apart. Really? I, I used that thing for almost a year. Until it finally was like, nope, we're done. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'll order me another one. No, nope, they're out of stock. Yeah. They quit making they them. They quit making them. That's one thing about vape devices. They never, There are really no legacy vape devices that just continually be made. Not really. They just, they, 
they put them out for about a year or so. We're like, we got a new, we got a new model now. You yeah. know, that's nowhere near as good as the old one, but here it is. Wow. Here's, here's a new product. Buy it, America. What was the? Um, uh, Grim Green did a review of the new um, Vinci device. Have you seen it? There's another one. There's a new one. This is okay. the the Vin- <laughs> There's two up. There's the Vinci Q, which is like um, that's the little pod system, right? Yeah. Well, they're both pod systems. Oh. Okay. There's two Vinci pod systems. <laughs> okay. The Vinci Q, which is like the lower end one. Mm-hmm. And then the Vinci Royale. Um, Royale. He said that the the pods for this one and the pods for the old ones they're they're interchangeable. He didn't like the old pods. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, can't post any links. Let me see how much it is. He's like, the Vinci Royale is fifty dollars for a pod system. Yeah. Fifty dollars. That is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, you can get some some tanks in a nice device for fifty dollars. You know, this right here was twenty five, thirty dollars. Yeah, you can get this for like fifty five bucks. Yes, that's a, that's a. How big's the tank on that? Six mil. Yeah. See, that was what was the other one that uh, Kanger made? That one that was like a ten mil all in one. I I yeah. got I loved it. I don't remember the name of it. And that. then I used it for like a week. I got it one morning to pick it up to go to work. Juice everywhere. Just bottom airflow. The bottom just started leaking out juice, like, and everybody was doing that. Damn. And it was like Kangers really like like last big after that. Like their devices have went to shit. It seems like. Yeah. Back when I first started, they were like the the, the tippy top. They were they were big. Yeah. Yeah. They were they were kind of in a race with uh, smoke. Yeah. To. And, and now smoke pumps out a new device every other way. <laughs> and it's garbage. Shaking his head, he's like, "Yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. Absolute garbage. It's the same thing, just repurposed." Mm-hmm. Who are they targeting by selling something like on a low end scale like that? Just a, the the value shopper, whoever's looking for the cheapest stuff, or is it a lot of that? Yeah, um, I like I, what I hear in my shop more than anything. As soon as somebody new comes in. Hey, I want to try this vaping thing, but I don't want to go broke. Yeah. I was like, well, are you buying cigarettes already? Because I can save you money. <laughs> you walking in here just saved you money. Um, and they were like, well, I got, I got about, you know, I'm, I'm looking at about 20 bucks. I'm like, <laughs> nope. You're not. <laughs> but they'll spend that in a day on cigarettes. Yeah. In one day. They'll, it, one day. It, yeah. Really? I think it's people just being apprehensive about getting into it. They really they don't, don't want to. Yeah, smoke. they they, they don't, they don't know if they're going to like it, and that's where the disposables come in. You know, automatically you're introducing uh, you're introducing them to salt, salt in a disposable because that's what all disposables have. Um, but it is a really good starting point for somebody that's trying to kick cigarettes because of the high nicotine level. Yeah. So are they? Um, I mean, is that is that? why they're really wanting to, to try they're they're looking to quit smoking yeah like the, the people that are coming in going hey man i want to spend 20 bucks on on that i mean they're really looking to do that or are they just looking for to do something similar they're, cheaper they're, well they're trying to get in cheap because if if it doesn't work for them and that's that's the that's a big turnoff to a lot of people when they first try this because they're like man that, i i can't do it it makes me cough you know all this stuff and i was like you're coughing because that tar is starting to break down in your lungs. And if you give it, you know, if, if you can get past your first two or three weeks with a, and just vape, you will, that tar starts to break down. And when it starts to loosen and let your lungs do what they do again, 
um, it it opens up everything. <clears throat> like, uh, but you have to cough because your lung is your lungs are full of tar, and when it starts to break down, you have to cough to get rid of it. You know, your body will absorb some of it, but it's not going to take all of it. Um, so a lot of people confuse that when they first start vaping, and it does. It you know, I I cough still when I use mine, but it catches if. It, it has to catch me off guard, you know, like, you know, you, you choke on your own spit, you know, it's kind of that kind of thing. Body it's tries like, to kill us. It's like, damn, <laughs> got me, got me again. <laughs> 44 years straight. <laughs> but yeah, um, getting them past that initial, I guess, kind of apprehension on the device itself. They've, you know, all they've heard is horror stories about these things. Is it going to explode? Is it going to do this? Is it going to do that? And I'm like, popcorn lung. What's going to happen? Yeah. To me? You know, is, does, do, do, can you really get popcorn lung from these things? No. Um, not going to happen. It's not, not how that works. No, I, I, I agree with you though. That's when I, when I finally said, okay, no more cigarettes. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to vape. For a long time, I was kind of, Back and forth, you know, um, and the thing that really that really got me there was the salt nick juice mm-hmm. with that because if you use a free base juice, uh, if you put that much nicotine into it, it kills the flavor of the juice. All that you're going to be tasting is nicotine, and so it wasn't. I didn't like vaping. I like the flavor of nicotine. <laughs> it tastes like shit, you know. But the salt nick. You could put so much more nicotine in it somehow or another. I'm not a chemist. And and preserve the flavor of the juice that you're getting. So I'm like, oh, now I'm getting the same nicotine I would get in a cigarette, and it don't taste like shit. You know, I, I can I can do this. This will work. So that and then. The, it's not a tobacco-derived nicotine. It's a synthetic. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. That's what salt is compared to the. It's a synthetic nicotine. It doesn't come direct. It doesn't come. It's not extracted from tobacco. It's a gotcha. little more expensive to do the process. Um, but the tobacco derived nicotine is, uh, it, in higher milligrams, it's way more harsh Yeah. than, uh, more harsh, harsher, harsher, whatever, whatever. <laughs> Mississippi education. <laughs> That's uh, scary, man. Because if you're questioning it, <laughs> Hey, we know damn yeah, way. I'm Mr. English out. over here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Either way. Um, yeah, there's there's a big difference in the in salt versus traditional, yeah. and uh, you're seeing a lot of companies now, because of a loophole um, in the FDA's reg, uh, regulations, um, a lot of people are switching their tobacco derived nicotine to a tobacco free nicotine in their traditional liquids. Gotcha. So you're still keeping that three to six milligram, twelve milligram, but it's a synthetic instead of tobacco derived. Yeah. But there's a big difference. Well, I just know like the. The salt nick coupled with the explosion of pod systems, it just it meant it hit the groove just right for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I hated having to hit a button to vape, and they got these pod systems now. They're like, oh, these are Auto draw problem. activated. Yeah. All you got is just like smoking a cigarette, you know. And so, yeah, when I grab this right here, it's just like taking a drag of a smoke. It it feels it's that satiation device that's talked about so much. It feels that, and it's and they're so light now. Yeah. It's like hold. I mean, it's you never held. I mean, it's not heavy at all. Wow. Um, yeah, and not I, compared to that one. Anyway. Well, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's got a big battery in it too. 
need a white belt to pick that something. You should see my big one. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I got you. Don't worry. So, <laughs> go ahead. What was you going to ask? Oh, so you said that uh, you didn't like the taste of nicotine, but you wanted the the, the amount of right. nicotine. So, as you've been vaping, has your nicotine level changed? Have you are you interested in changing no. it? Or <laughs> no, you, I'm happy right where it's at. It's keeping the monkey off my back. But yeah, okay. yeah, that's my because I was getting when I first started vaping, they were like. We don't recommend you go over 12 milligrams. I'm like, all right. So they made me some, because like, there's a place we went to, they made their own juice there. You tell them what flavors you wanted. They added the nicotine, and, you know, Tom's your uncle. There it is. Or is it Bob? Your uncle, Bob's your uncle. your uncle, I think. Okay. I'm sorry. Bob's my uncle. Okay. Anywho. Harsher. Harsher, yeah. <laughs> so. Um, Bob Harsher. I started this. <laughs> Price is wrong, bitch. <laughs> Private dick. <laughs> Bob Harsher. <laughs> so. Uh, I started vaping it. I was like, man, this is, I still want a cigarette. This is not working. And so like, we can make you some with 18, but you ain't going to like it. I can give it to me. And so I hit that. I got like that, that warm all over feeling that any smoker knows when you ain't had one in about eight hours and you light one up, you're like, Oh God, you know, I got like, okay, this is going to do it. And it did good for about a week. And I was like, this flavor tastes like absolute dog shit. You know, that's all I could taste at, at that point was just nicotine. So I got off of them, went back, got off of them, went back. And then just like, have you heard of salt nick? And I'm like, no, what is it? It's like, well, you're going to get all the nicotine you could possibly want, you know, but you get the, the flavor of the juice. Let me give you a shot. So, I, so I've got some of that. Man, that was. That was it. They hit the, because that's 50 milligram. That's a 50 milligram juice. It's pretty damn high. About as high as you can get, I think. Am I wrong or am I 50, right? Yeah, 50. in a in a fill your own. Yeah, yeah. Um, there uh, there was some. Uh, it wasn't Puff Bar. It was somebody else. Bitty Stick maybe. Um, that was making like a, got it like six point eight percent, sixty eight milligram. Damn. And I know I saw at least one seventy at one point. Damn. Those are those are, those are long gone. Have you, have, good, for good reason. <laughs> Some poisoning people. Yeah, man, that's just way too much. But, I mean, some people can do it. You know, there was people that I used to have people, when we first opened, I had guys coming in asking for like 48 milligram traditional. I was like, dude, that's almost 50. How are you going to taste it? You can't even taste the juice at that point. No, that much, much no it's just it. all, ow. Yeah. At that point. Is that like doing, like smoking three Camel Unfilters at the same well, time? <laughs> no. The th well, the thing is, um, with with liquid, uh, regardless of the milligram level, like if you've got, if you're, if you're using a three milligram, it's per milliliter. So to get three milligrams of nicotine, you have to vape an entire milliliter of liquid. So it goes by milliliter. Um, and if you're, do, if you're doing a six, it's the same way, a 12, same way, 18, same way. So just it's just a, a difference. Like the higher nicotine level you go, the, the harder it's going to hit the back of your throat when you vape it. And that's and, what I missed the most was that throat hit. Yeah. And that's, that's why a lot of people failed when they first started vaping because they went, they, they thought like, all right, I'm going to start with a zero mm -hmm. and just, you just get rid of nicotine completely. And I was like, you might want a little, you know, at least get some to start out because with. you're not going to be, you're not going to be satisfied with this. This is not what, you know, the nicotine is not the dangerous part of a cigarette. Yeah. Um, 
it, and that's, you know, there's, there's doctors in the United States that think that nicotine causes cancer. They've told their patients that I've heard that from people in my shop. They're like, well, the doctor said if I was going to do anything, he'd rather me, you know, quit cold Turkey. But if I had to do something vape, but don't vape nicotine, mm. It's like that, then it's not going to work. Well, I mean, nicotine is not entirely safe. Let's be honest. It can cause high blood pressure. It can cause a lot of things. It's the safest thing in a cigarette. Right. But it's not, <laughs> it's not going to give you lung cancer. No. Right. No. It's not, it's non carcinogenic. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, my week was um, pretty regular. Everything went, nothing crazy happened, thank God. Um, I don't think really anything happened of the, the blood supply. That's what, Oh my gosh. I, last episode, I talked to Jay and I told him about, man, I went to work the other day and the, the blood supply looked good. We had blood all over the shelves and we had platelets coming out of our ears. We had plenty of blood. I'd forgot they weren't doing any surgeries because it was holiday week. You know, they don't do sur- like elective surgeries on from Christmas to new year's. Everybody's home. Okay. Well, I got to work this week. And all the hospitals started cranking up elective surgeries again. I got to work. We had no, we had no APOS, none, at all on the shelf. We had, uh, we had seven units of OPOS, three of O negative. We had nothing. Had platelets, plenty of those, but we had like no blood on the shelf. New year, new insurance. I guess I don't know what it was. So. uh and sure as shit, the first night when I got back from my first run, one of the local hospitals called, hey, we got we got a GI bleed and and their own egg. Good luck. I mean, how many you got? Like, well we got we got one cross matched and we have three on the shelf. Like, well, you you got about as much as I do. So I call my boss and she's like Take them two. They were wanting like seven. Wow. I was like, this is, it's all I can spare. It's all I got. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, you know, they were appreciative. Like, at least you brought us something to work with, you yeah. know? Um, so if you're out there, uh, please, this year, donate blood twice this year. I would like three out of you if it's possible. But at least go donate, go, go donate twice this year. If everybody who's eligible to donate blood would donate three times a year, we'd have no shortage whatsoever in this country. But like anything else, people's time. It's the hardest thing to get from somebody. People will throw money at you. They'll do anything. But getting them to dedicate time to do something is almost next to impossible. And it's kind of – I understand why. Work, home everything else, mm-hmm. you know, why well, am I going to spend an hour at this place to let them suck blood out of my, well, you know, one day it may be you needing that blood. You may be the one in the emergency room, maybe one of your kids, you know? <clears throat> so if you can donate, consider donating. It would be greatly appreciated. Um, when you think about it, man, like two or three hours out of the year. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, it's not asking a whole lot. Yeah. And most most donation centers are open on a Saturday. Some of, some of them are open on Sundays. There's always time to go. Donate. There's always a time to go donate. You can. I, I hope people would take the time to go do it. Um, most most of these companies, including mine, uh, if you donate blood 
in our area, the blood stays in this area. Uh, some of the bigger ones, you donate there, they ship it all over the place. Um, so, you know, if you can donate blood this year, please go do it. Um, other than oh, our, we got these new new vans. <clears throat> uh, November of. 2019, I guess. That's your work no, vans. Yeah, our work vans. Uh-huh. Maybe we got we got them November of of 20. That makes that sounds better. We've had them a little over a year. Well, the one I was driving when we first got them got crashed by another employee. Um, and so I started driving this other one. I share with with a guy who works day shift. The guy who comes in first thing in the morning. Me and him share a van. By the time I come to work, he's already long gone from work. And so uh, when that one got crashed, I had almost 100,000 miles on it. It's like 80-something thousand miles in less than a year. <clears throat> wow. So we started driving this other van, and about two months ago, it started doing this weird thing, like when it would go to downshift or even upshift. When it got back to second, third gear, it would, like, lunge. I was like, ooh, this ain't good. <sighs> You know, but once they got the speed, it's fine. But it was like right in between those two gears, seemed like. And so uh, I got to work one night, and the guy who worked on that Sunday left me a note and said, Hey, number six van, or yeah, a number six van's kind of acting funky. You may want to check it out before you leave. I'm like, All right, so I'm going to go ahead and drive around the parking lot and just see if it does anything. Put it in reverse, no reverse. I was like, Shit. <laughs> so. So I was like, well, let's go park it over here. I'll take another van on my run. And so, uh, yeah, they, they sent that in back to like the, the dealership. Still hadn't seen it again. So I've been driving this other van. So now we're, not, we're down to like four vans for all of us to use. So I've been driving this other one. Big one, fine. This past week, I got off uh, the, the, like the, the interstate loop in the city I, deliver, I go to first time. Mm-hmm. Got off on, on Union. It started jerking. I'm like, oh, you son of a bitch. Don't strand me up here. Yeah, right. <laughs> and so I load up, head back, made it back. Everything's fine. So that next morning, I told the, the morning guy, I'm like, hey, man, that van was acting all funky again. It was like 97,000 miles. He's like, it did it to me the other day. I thought this was a one-time thing. I said, no, it did it on the way there and on the way back. He's like, well, damn it. And I'm like, yes, I guess these Ford vans just shit the bed at 100,000 miles. They just go to crap. The first one's at 93,000. This is 97,000. So right there, we don't know if it's a transmission problem, if it's an engine problem. It sounds like a transmission problem, yeah. the way it's jerking when you try to downshift. So had to deal with that. Otherwise, man, had a, had a good week at work. Um, it was pretty much quiet for the most part. Had one hospital call me in hysterics. This one woman, oh. Fucking women, um, sorry, mom. These these women, this woman, I should say, this at our local hospital. Everything's an emergency at all times. There is no, hey, we need to get this done. This is coming up. No, it's always fire alarms and chicken little. You know, just I got a GI bleed and I've only got this much blood and I've got it's like how much you have cross matched. I have to go count. Okay, if you have to go count how much you got cross-matched for a surgery the next morning, you got plenty of blood. And she's one like 10 units stat. I'm like, hold on. 
of O Positive, which we had like one on the shelf of when I left to go to my first run. I was like, I'm bringing some back. So when am I going to get it? I said, you mean if you get some, it'll be after I get back. Because I, I had to leave my first run and go to another hospital before I got back home. So hang on a second. I'm about to piss all over myself. I'm about to get a, a piss jug in here before we record. <laughs> I'm going to drink this much, this much water. Probably find you a catheter. <laughs> Are you going to put it in for me? Mm-hmm. Damn it, man. <laughs> I'll spit on it. Uh, which end? <laughs> Both. Oh, fuck. I don't even want to watch the video of that shit, man. I'll listen to the audio, man. <laughs> you know, that'd be a... Uh, oh! <laughs> fucking thing have a hook in it? <laughs> I just prepping it with my finger. Hang on. <laughs> I feel a little pressure. <laughs> you know it's bad, man, when somebody, you know, somebody says, "All right, man, you may feel a little pressure." Yeah, it's, it's going to be way worse. Oh fuck! You call that pressure? <laughs> Hang on, man. Yeah, that's that's not that's not anything good. Yeah. Mm. If you need to record standing up, you can, dude. I'm okay right now. No, I'm good. Yeah, Jig said that uh, he'd prep it for you. <laughs> you don't lube it up? No, <laughs> just give it a one of these. Oh, no. <laughs> just bore out the hole a little bit, man, with his finger. Oh, there's plenty of room in the hole. <laughs> oh, my God. Cough up an army man in there or something. <laughs> uh, Ever heard of sounding? What? Oh, God. <laughs> Sounding? I don't know. I don't guess. I mean, talked to you about that in a minute. Now that I'm back from my break, uh, yeah. So yeah, everything was a catastrophe for her. So I had to like call my boss to talk her off the ledge. Can you imagine she, what it would be like to live with somebody at no. five alarms all the oh. time, man. We need bread. I don't know. I mean, how am I going to make this ham sandwich? You just got to go get some bread. I'm like, motherfucker, I'm going to get bread three states over, man. Calm down. <laughs> just to get it be gone from you. Now, now that we brought that up, you don't know what sounding is? You really don't? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I, maybe if you describe it or something. Ju- like do you want to describe it or you want me to do I'd it? I would rather not. Okay, I'll do it. Sounding is a fetish some guys have, okay? And you, you would prefer a man or woman, whichever you prefer. Um, for you, it'd be a, a woman, and they take your penis. No, and then they take a little metal rod and they put it inside the hole, and then you tap it with other metal so it resonates <laughs> like a tuning fork. You know, if you want your dick to be a, like a, a G. <laughs> You're not like, why are you turning red? Is it Gosh, hurting you? Damn, man. That's just some. I mean, I know everybody's into all sorts of shit. But you can size up your rod. You can get bigger and bigger and bigger. You just, no? No, I'm out on that. Are you having like your urologist flashbacks now? Yeah, <laughs> man. I, yeah. I ain't even, I ain't into any of that kind of shit, man. But, oh, man. That's, that's a perfect, that's a, a perfect lead in to, uh, you know, just, just, it's, it's perfect going from talking about blood to, me getting to teach a, an elder about sounding. Yeah, fuck that, man. 
How, is that something, man, you're into, man? You like that? Fuck shit? no. I don't know, man. I, was, I mean, hell. Did you like that stuff, too? No. Not, I'm not into that one. Hell yeah, but your marriage man was sadistic enough to be all about it. She's like, sure, I'll mm. fucking do it. Yeah, she would. If it meant bringing no, you some pain. So. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, don't knock it till you try it. But, uh, <laughs> Nancy, are you listening? Not for me. Work your way up to a tire iron. Those big metal fence posts. Fucking tea rod. Those damn spines come out of the side of them. Be fine going in. Be rough coming out. Jig can take his damn drumsticks. <laughs> Tippy tap so, away. Yeah, drum solo on that. Right. Hit that G flat spot. <laughs> Tune my dick to drop D. All right. Um, you know, I was watching this thing the other day. They were talking about McDonald's. Do you where McDonald's makes the majority of their money from? Uh, their value? Or like, just. Where they make their income from, the majority of it. Um, let me see. Well, I mean, it's I, not their shakes. I would think <laughs> the ice cream machine is broken. I think McDonald's overall, man, is is probably more valued because of their real estate holdings. Um, That's the key, right there. Yeah. In two thousand and eight, during the financial collapse, when everybody was trying to sell off stuff, uh-huh. they bought a shit ton of real estate. Mm. A shit ton of it. Did you watch? The, excuse me. Did you watch the movie The Founder? It's about Ray Kroc. Mm. Uh. Really good movie. Uh, Michael Keaton play, plays Ray Kroc. Um, he was just slimy son of a bitch. Is what he, he was a cutthroat. And uh, he had some guy come in to start working like as, as an accountant or something. He's like, he's like, how am I losing? How am I broke? Cause he'd opened up all these McDonald's and had no money. And he's like, well, you, you drove yourself being broke. Your franchise contracts are so are so good for the franchisee and not good. They're not paying enough money in for you to make money. He said, what you need to do is start buying real estate, start buying land as to be a certified place for a McDonald's and they can build there. And so he started gobbling up land and put it. So now McDonald's owns, and they, they may be the biggest, the biggest uh, landowner in the world now, if if they're not first, it was them and the Catholic Church were neck and neck. Prime real estate. Right. Yeah. On, they own a shit ton of real estate. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. But a guy did a video about, you know, McDonald's makes their money not from, you know, 99 cent fries and, and burgers. They make their money from them real estate. You know, back in the day, man, when, um, and I say back in the day, it wasn't like way back, but... Um, like in the last 10 years or so when I've, uh, really been doing uh, stock research and stuff like that, I started looking at McDonald's, um, just as, um, one of the guys that I really was putting a lot of stock into the information that he was putting out. He was like, man, as a beginner stock investor, what you'd like to do is find something that you are interested in, you know, or something that you, you know, find value in yourself. Like if you're a McDonald's burger eater and you like McDonald's or you see people eating at McDonald's quite a bit, then look at McDonald's stock. Or if you see people going to Walmart, something that you know, 
yeah. versus like a, a a chip maker, you know, a, some sort that you don't know anything about. You don't know anything about, you know, electronics or the chip industry or whatever, but you do know about McDonald's. So just taking that advice, I started looking into McDonald's way back um, when, and I started seeing a lot of the same things, man, that you're talking about, you know, is that they own so much prime real estate that the, that even if they quit selling burgers, yeah, that they could sell off, you know, the real estate or whatever. And it's just, you know, it's an anchor. You're, you're really, when you're buying into that, you're, you're more buying into the real estate of it. Yeah. That's great. Um, have you heard about the, uh, cyber attacks going on? What out of Kazakhstan? Like, no, like, uh, the one with Kronos. Have you heard about that at all? Mm. You know what, you probably know what Kronos is. I don't think. I don't know. Uh, the Kronos is a company, and like they, their whole their whole shtick, everything they do, is uh, timekeeping for businesses. Like they handle all their payroll. It's like the company I work for. I've got an app on my phone. I clock in and out on, and it's, it's owned by Kronos. They've got oh, a, they have a bunch of like subsidiaries that handle like stuff, uh, but one of their divisions handles our our uh, time clock stuff. Well, they had a cyber attack right before Christmas. I didn't know about it. And Dingo, the place he works at now, mm-hmm. they got hit. It's not a regular cyber attack. It's ransomware. Are you familiar with ransomware? Yeah. Okay. I'm sure you are, Judd. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Kronos got hit with a ransomware virus. And so all these big companies, like huge, like the, the big automaker here next to us, mm-hmm. they use it. They got hit. And so, like, Dinko said he had to go through and manually figure out everybody's hours and build payroll for the week. Yeah. And he works at a, he works for a big manufacturer now. I was like, holy shit. And he said, yes, you know, some companies are just copy and pasting last week's payroll. I'm like, people working over. He's like, exactly. He said, I'm not going to short somebody their money. They worked overtime. This is right before Christmas. A lot of people try to get overtime in the last last few weeks, trying to get a little bit more money together for Christmas. Yeah, I don't think they've got it all straightened out yet. Uh, the the part the app that we use, they're part of Kronos. Um, our company didn't get hit by it, so we were we were all good. But a lot of companies. What was the ransomware deal? Did it? Do you they wanted they, I don't, they wanted so much money. Bitcoin. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> why 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 would you want anything else? Um, they got hit. And then before we started tonight, about an about an hour and a half ago, I just saw a headline that Crypto.com was getting, getting hit with a cyber attack, and they've shut down all trading. Wow. If that shit goes through, think about all the money they're holding. If, some, if people get their their stuff leaked through that or lost through that. Coin market should, cap got hit, too. Who did? Coin market cap. Well, I didn't know about it. Yeah. When did it get hit? Uh... Just over the weekend, at some point, I don't know. I don't know exact day. So it's probably the same, possibly the same group doing it. Did it? I mean, did it shut your account down? Or what? I don't have an account with uh, oh, Coin Market. Oh, what what they do? What when it hit, when it when it hits a site like that? I mean, what does it do? I mean, what does it? Does it just freeze everything? They and, they, they froze all trading on cyber on no, crypto dot com, where no one could withdraw or buy stuff. Hmm. Like I just saw the headline. I didn't go into deep dive of anybody claimed yeah. you know, that they did it or anything. I just saw that they had shut down all their trading. 
just while we're talking about crypto, man, this last couple of weeks since we were here last, um, the crypto market, man, has been down, um, yeah, pretty, pretty good. Yep. And, um, I've been taking it, man, as an, as a buy buying opportunity. Yeah. I, I, I put some money to work this, this past couple of weeks. What'd you buy into just Bitcoin mostly? Um, I did, uh, buy Bitcoin when it was down. I got, I got in on it, um, when it was almost at the bottom, it was, uh, right over 40. It was like 40,125, I think is what I, what I bought a, a piece of for, um, I got a, a little bit of Ethereum, some Solana, um, and I wound up selling, selling my Dogecoin, um, to, uh, free up capital to buy more, uh, what I feel like are safer assets. Yeah. You know, did you make it? Mm, excuse me. Did you make anything off your Dogecoin? I did. Well, my initial investment um, of Doge, I let it when it was when it was much higher. I wound up taking my money off the table, so everything I had left, it was just it was it was profit. So um, yeah, so everything I cashed out, and I and I've ca- and I've made a couple of cash outs before, but this this past couple of weeks right here. Um, as soon as I saw an uptick in it, man, I went on and, and took profits, which is down. It's um, it's down three percent from where I cashed out earlier today. I have no idea where it is right now, but it was so. <clears throat> well, uh, at, and the money and and that money I turned around and and that I put into Bitcoin, man, and it's up over ten percent now. So it was actually a positive thirteen percent swing. That'll work. You know, that better two than one down. So, oh yeah, man, I'm. I was just, I don't know. We were talking about that and it was a, it was a good opportunity for me to just tell folks that, Hey man, you know, if you're interested in beginning something in crypto while it's down and stuff like that, I mean, of course you want to use money that's, that you're not, you know, it's more play money. You know, this is nothing significant that I'm talking about. You know, I mean, you know, it's just more gamble money or money you'd go out to eat on or something like that. Anyway. Now, I guess it, I can kind of see where the attack started happening. Um, at about two twenty this afternoon, Bitcoin tumbled big time. What did um, it get down to? It at two forty, or to say two thirty, it was at forty two one seventy four, and then by oh, let's see here four o'clock, it was down to forty one six sixty. So it took a good thousand dollar hit. Uh, but it's it's trying to rebound now. Looks like it's back up around forty two thousand. Yeah, it's right right around there, back and forth between like like forty two three and forty two two. That bouncing, baby. That's just today, right? You know, that's from last week. I like that. I, I like the the diagram that is. Yeah, you know, I like the. Um, but yeah, so they got hit and. Um, I was watching this this guy. He he's on YouTube. He makes these kind of informational videos. He's gotten where he plugs a lot of politics and shit into it. I'm like, dude, just tell the information. <laughs> stop stop trying to make me feel bad, you know. Um, but he does kind of kind of oddball informational stuff. He was he did a whole video about um, lithium ion batteries. We've used those for. A decade now, if not longer. And he was talking about where you get lithium from. And it's, you know, it's kind of hard to find. 
you know, or, or not really hard to find. <clears throat> when you find it, it's usually in pretty remote places. You know, it's not like there's not a lithium mine in the middle of New York City. You know what I mean? Um, there's a big one, a big lithium mine there in Australia where a lot of it comes from. And there's a lithium mine. I think they found, I think they have one in, um, this is the bigger ones, one in Africa maybe. I was thinking Africa. Was yeah. Um, but they've got a site in Nevada called Tracker Pass. It's a very, unless you're in Carson City, Las Vegas, or Reno, you're in a remote area of Nevada. <laughs> That's all it is, is, is desert. Um, so, uh, so it's not tracker, but Thacker pass is the name of it. So they have found this huge deposit of lithium in Thacker pass in Northern, in, in Northern Nevada. There's nothing out there, but a couple, like a few ranches and, and some people who work these ranches. Well, the problem comes from when you mine lithium, you need a shit ton of water. I'm talking about. Thousands of gallons a minute. Rivers. You need a yeah, a lot of water. You're pumping water into that mine nonstop. In northern Nevada, there's not a lot of water. And the water there is there is for the few people who live there and for their livestock that they're farming. And the problem with mining lithium, like a lot of things, is like you would natural gas, it tends to pollute the groundwater. So, and plus this area is close to some Native American tribes. So the issue becomes, you know, the global, I don't want to say need, the global want for lithium is way up here. The supply of lithium is way down here. And even lower than that, you know, is, is how do we get the lithium out of Thacker Pass without totally polluting all these ranches and the Native American population and the, and the drinking water. I mean, what's what's the trade-off? Sounds like Nevada needs some freedom. <laughs> you know, I think it was last year um, that I, I saw an interview with Elon Musk who was talking about uh, the lithium ion, I mean, the lithium that was needed for the batteries that he was looking at. And he said... If I'm remembering right, I could be wrong, but if I, I think I remember him saying that if anybody, just as a general statement, if anybody can come up with a way to mine the lithium, lithium um, cleanly, mm-hmm. that he would employ them immediately. Right. You know, he would be like, "Look, man, I'll I'll set you straight, man. You come show us how to do it." And, and but this has been a, it's been a while, so it may be a little fuzzy uh, about the details. But I remember that man, and I I want to say that he's he was looking at buying, um, or building one of those big, uh, giga plants or plants. something in uh, Australia. Is that right? Well, that's where the well, one of the biggest mines is there, like on the western coast of Australia. It, but wasn't he looking to put one of those big? Giga oh, I don't know battery. Thing you know that power like the whole country type yeah. thing over there. I don't know. It makes sense if you're if you could make the batteries there as well and just put them right into the Gigafactory. Mm-hmm. You know, have the co- have the cobalt. They use cobalt and lithium to make lithium ion. Um, but they're trying. They think that they're going to be able to produce a solid a solid state battery for Teslas and other big things. The problem is that like anything. We have some kind of new technology come out. 
you have to give production a chance to ramp up to where it's affordable for mass production, right? So um, typically when some new technology comes out, it's used primarily in the medical fields and in the military. That's the cutting edge really for our technology, right? And so, so you're going to have to get you have to get them to using this solid state battery. Then you're going to have to get it implemented into um, things like sports, and then get then get it put into something like a consumer product. A high it'll, eventually it'll start off as a high end consumer product until production gets ramped up. Then it becomes cheaper, and then you can use it in other products. This you're talking about a decade to get to that point. And lithium ion, the inside of the battery is, I guess, like a gel almost. It's because they have to use cobalt and lithium and lithium to make this lithium ion battery. So it's not solid inside the battery. And it's very volatile. Um and so but they found out you know what the Salton Sea is there in California? Do I what? Do you, I? you know what it is? Have you ever heard of it before? There's a play I'm sure you have, haven't you? You have family the out that name, way. The name's familiar, but I don't know exactly. I don't know there was what like, it is. There was like a big salt lake in California called the Salton Sea. And for a long time, it was used like to farm tilapia. Uh, but it got polluted or something years ago and killed everything around there. Like killed all the tilapia. Well, then, of course, it got in the groundwater. So nobody could really live there much anymore. Under that Salton Sea is a gigantic deposit of lithium, and there's already plenty of water there, and it's already been polluted, and no one lives in the area. So they're hoping to build a gigantic lithium factory or lithium mine right there at the Salton Sea. They've already got like three huge um, geothermal uh, plants there to produce heating and stuff like heating, electric heating for, for the area. So yeah, they have found like this gigantic deposit. They're like, finally, we know nobody's been able to, been able to do anything in the Salton sea. Cause it's just, it's a wasteland. They're like, you know, we finally got a use for it. There just happens to be a, a huge deposit of lithium right under this. So I mean, is that what caused all the problems? No, it was caused by farming and stuff like that. Oh, you know, cause irrigation water runs off full of pesticides and fertilizer and everything else. So I thought that was really. I'm going to send you the, the the link to that video, mm-hmm. but the, he just he just posited the question. You know, how far do we go for progress? You know, the world is going to want the, with all these countries now banning, you know, combustion engines now. You know, like the UK and Iceland and Norway, all these big countries or bigger countries, big population countries, are banning combustion engines. So there's going to be a gigantic demand for electric cars. But to meet that demand, we've got to mine a shit ton more lithium. So are we going to move these Native Americans off their land so we can and move these farms out of Thacker Pass so we can get more lithium? You know, what's there's always been a trade off of progress, right? We've always said, okay, well, we're going to have to take this small group and do something else with it so we can get we can get the future moving ahead. It's, we've done that with oil and natural gas and gold and diamond mines. We've done this for centuries in, in this world. Every, every uh, 
every country's done it to some extent. So with them banning combustion engines, needing more lithium, what's the trade off? Are we going to move these people off off their land to get to get that lithium? Or are we just going to say find who, it somewhere else? Who own, who owns this these properties? This is privately owned, and it's and I think one of them is like a, a reservation, Native American reservation. That'd be interesting to to find out, man. Who really like who owns that? Because yeah. you know they would be they pretty much named the prize. Yeah, I mean something like that. They're going to have to get that lithium out of there one way or the other. Um, oh, did I find a good thing this week? Okay. So I, I, I fuck around on Reddit a good bit. I found my new favorite Reddit page. It's called Documented Fights. And it's people just filming fucking street fights. Come on, really? Just brawls. Absolute I was showing mom some this afternoon. My mother, nothing makes her happier than seeing two women fight. And she can't just watch it. When she's watching it, she's kicking her leg, trying to help them out the whole time, you know? (laughs) And so I was showing her these fights. I found one, God, probably a year ago of this one. It looked like it had to be some kind of low-income housing. And it was some white crackhead bitch standing in her doorway. Well, then you see another white crackhead. You talking about me? You've been talking about my family? And grabs this girl by the hair of her head and slings her around her head. Throws her into a car, gets on top of her, and just just beats on her fucking head nonstop. And my mother was giddy. It made She's like, play it again. Play it again. I want to watch it again. Play it again. We watched that video probably four times on, on a loop. And it, oh, it just it made my mother so happy. Wow. Clapped her little hands. So I watched I've been watching documented fights last couple days. And one of them, it was two hobos got into a fight. We hear somebody yelling and the camera pans to the right and it's a both arms, both legs, amputee. It's just a guy sitting in a wheelchair with nubs saying, get him, get him, mm-hmm. jumping up and down. Well, they end up going to the ground with the dude with no arms or no legs jumps out of his wheelchair and bounces over there and starts biting another guy on the face. I, What's wrong? Where are you going? What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got to send me a link to that. I'll show you when we get done. I've, I've got yeah. it. I've got it right here. Merely a flesh wound. Have oh, you seen it before? I haven't. That <laughs> kind of shit gives me so, so much anxiety. <laughs> I cannot watch street fights, man. Really? No. Oh it, I goodness. get so oh, just over anxious watching that kind of shit. I'm just like, are they both dead yet? Please tell me they're both dead. <laughs> just so we don't have to watch this shit again. I can't do it. I cannot sit through a, a street fight. Well, the one that gets the only one that gets me is when two guys had one, two guys fighting in a field. It'll look a good southern midwestern field fight. We've all seen them. It's these two two dudes. Both got on jeans and cowboy boots. Both of them got the shirts off. There's a pretty good crowd around. They're going to let these two guys settle it, you know. And so they tear into a one guy thinks he's the reincarnation of Rick Rude or something because he, he he had a, he had this dude's back four times, had his back, and what he do? Suplex. 
pile driver. What? He just throw. I was like, why does he keep? I told mom, I said, why does he keep throwing him? He's got the dude's back. He's got his arm around the guy's neck. And rather than just sinking in a good choke and just, just torquing that head. No, figure four leg, leg lock. He just all over. I was like, what is he doing? So it goes on. You've been in fights. I've been in, I don't know if Chuck's been in a fight before or not. I don't know. Not really. After a couple minutes, you're gassed. Shit, if you last two minutes, man. <laughs> and so these two guys, at one point, the guy had he had the dude down with his, with his head in a headlock. And they're sitting there just both huffing and puffing for gas. So he turns the guy over against the top of him and hits him about four times. And the guy throws both these hands up for the stop. So when the guy on top went to pull up, old boy's buddy kicked the other guy in the head. Oh. Well, then the camera goes everywhere. You hear everybody just start piling on. I'm like, see, that's the problem with fights. It can't just be two guys. No, when one boy gets his head knocked in, his buddies got to jump in on the dude's back, kick him in the face, do something dumb like that. Yeah. I bet, yeah, that's, that, that's, that, that's not uncommon, you know. And it's a like, bitch move, though. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But it's not uncommon, you know. As a, as a, an older guy now looking back on uh, some things like that. Um, I, I never really looked around to see where everybody's friends were, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, and that's, that's real important, you know, to know where, you know, if, if, you know, somebody's talking, you know, if, it, if it's getting to that point, man, you didn't know, you didn't know where everything is. You know, at this point in my life, I'd be like, okay, peace, man, we're out. You know, uh, it's just too much. Too many people, you know, shoot happy anymore. Yeah. Well, have you ever seen a guy get himself into a pickle of a fight and you can tell this dude has never thrown a punch in his entire life? You got to speak. People can't see you nod your head. (laughs) I've seen that several times, man. Is it not the saddest thing you've ever seen? It's 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 very eye opening. Um, the first punch you ever take. Oh yeah. Regardless of of where it is, even if it's just in the arm, you know, all of a sudden you've got somebody with anger that that you know hits you and your adrenaline's going. <clears throat> you know, it's it's um, you know, I was a wrestler growing up, so I mean, I was it was you know to me, man, it was more of a it was something more, I was more used to kind of squaring up, you know, you know, it was a little, but I have seen a lot of guys, man, especially like, especially like with their, with their girlfriend or something, you're at a bar, you know, when we were all 18, 20, 25, whatever, everybody's testosterone was way over what it should have been. I'm sure with a couple of beers in you, but anyway, somebody somewhere along the line, man, you know, their girlfriend would, get offended or somebody would say something or whatever, or it'd be mis- a big misunderstanding. And several times out of that situation, man, I've seen guys that have absolutely no idea. They just, they've seen it on TV or they grew up watching wrestling or they had a friend that was in a fight one time. But man, when you're in a bar parking lot and you've never thrown a punch at a guy and some other guy, regardless of how big or small he is, he's been in a couple of them. And it, regardless if he's the one talking shit or not, the guy that's never thrown a punch, man, is fixing to be it's it's fixing to be a brand new day for it's him. It's going to hurt, but especially your hand. All of a sudden, man, you know, if you start throwing punches with your hand, you know, it's going you're going to realize, oh shit, man, he's got a hard head. Yeah, you know these these fingers and, and hand they're fragile. 
Those yeah. bones ain't very big. No. They're, they're easy to – I've seen guys get knuckles pushed up in their hands. They break they break a knuckle off. Man, it's – ooh, getting fun. Mike, Mike and I were talking the other day because he's, he's starting to um, watch a whole lot of UFC videos and stuff like that. And, of course, you know, we've all been fans for a, a lot of years. And uh, one of the guys, Boss Rootin, oh, yes, uh, who was way back in the day, um, I've, I've seen several videos of him uh, talking about how he got started as a bouncer back in the day and, um, and, and, and how he would open palm strike people, like strike people with the, with the flat part of, of your palm because all the big bones in your arm come to a point right here in your, in your open palm wrist and all these little bones in your fingers and the top of your hand stuff like that are so fragile, you know, that if you were to punch somebody regardless, you know, that you have a much higher, um, probability of, of hurting yourself, you know, versus them with a, with a, with a closed fist versus an open hand. And it was real interesting to watch some of a lot of his fights, man, where he would be in the in the ring with his hands open, you know, almost shoving hand mm-hmm. face, you know, but but open hand striking guys. There's a great video. Anybody you could YouTube it, man, with him and Frank Shamrock. Um, and a, a, I'm almost positive it was a pride fight. And or Pancrase, maybe. Pancrase. I, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. it's Pancrase. That's exactly what it was. Um, but yeah, those open hand anyway, man, I don't know where I got side no, it's, on it's, something. It's per, it's a perfect example because if you ever, when you here, this week's tip, if you're going to punch somebody, hit them in the jaw or the nose. Have you ever hit a guy in the forehead? It hurts like a son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you, you don't realize how, how hard the human forehead is so you hit it with a i mean wide open smack you're like oh shit i just fucked it may daze the guy but it's going to kill your damn hand oh yeah you'll wake up the next day thinking mm, shouldn't have done that yeah i wish i'd hit him in the throat should have slapped the motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> now i was thinking this week i was, you know the biggest fear for i'm gonna say for most people the biggest fear of getting in a fight is getting punched in the face that's the hardest fear to get over and then once you get hit in the face, you realize, oh, I'm still alive. I'm still, and, and, and he's pissed me off now. So here we go. It's going to be the dance, you know. But once you get punched in the face one time and realize, oh, I'm okay, fighting is all downhill from there, in my opinion. I don't like it. I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. I'm not asking somebody to punch me in the face. Yeah. They'll tink sometimes. But anyway, <laughs> that's a whole other subject. It's back to the sounding thing. We're coming all the way back around. Anyway, um, that's like the biggest fear for for most people in fighting is getting punched in the face. And once you get over that fear, you're golden. You know? I might be a little bit more interested in getting punched in the face versus that sounding shit. <laughs> I don't well, know. That's how she got her nickname, Tink. <laughs> tink, 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 tink. Oh, my goodness. Um, oh, I saw these guys ask a question. It it, it, it was a good one for me. I, I This is a good question that, to answer. It's from the uh, Ask Men subreddit. They said, what's something another man can do to make you lose all respect for him? I knew what mine was off the bat. Seeing him, seeing another man um, disrespect someone considered lower than them, maybe in the service industry or an animal, see it, you get a good idea of what, what a man is when you see him interact with somebody he has a, a little bit of power over. 
Yeah, that's a, I mean, I mean, I mean, being in the service industry, you know, I mean, it's definitely, um, I hear it on the phone more than I see it. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of, I, I think it's kind of like being the telephone tough guy, you know, right. internet tough guy now. Yeah, internet yeah. tough guy. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like, but people are a lot, well, to me, I don't know. I mean, what, for whatever reason, but I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily see it so much in person, but over the phone, man, I hear people talk down to me when I'm asking them, you know, what, you know, I, I, blah, 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 you know, like, I'm just like, come on now. I mean, there's no reason to be a, a peckerhead when yeah. you're, but that, yeah, I, I mean, I, that's, that's a shitty thing to do. It's really shitty. You know? Anything else that a man could do that you're like, oh, that's, that's a, a fucking asshole. I mean, you know, the, there's just so much to being a, a, a man, like a real man, like, you know, just something, there's so much that goes into that, that the way you, the way you treat people around you even, you know, and, and how you extend yourself to somebody that, that doesn't have anything or doesn't have much or how you can help people versus what they can do for you. You know, if you're helping somebody or, or, you know, somebody that doesn't have anything, you don't really have anything to gain, Right. By helping them out, man, I always think that's a positive thing, you know, but to belittle somebody that's already down or hurting or something like that, man, you're, you're right. That's a shit move. Um, what was the, um, oh shit, I had it, it's flown away. Where's it going? Um, give me a second. You said something that they struck a nerve with me. Uh, oh, I know what it was. Uh, one time we went down to the, we're in the Bahamas. Uh, we went to have breakfast at one of the resort restaurants. Instead of going to the buffet, we had a sit-down restaurant open, so we went in there. And um, you know, Tink's a very independent woman. You know, she lived on her own for a long time. She knows how to how to handle stuff on her own. And so we sit down at this table, looking at the menus, and this older man comes in with a much younger girl. Okay. Mm-hmm. And well, I, I take it back. She may not have been that much that much younger, but she was younger than him. You could tell. They sit down like within earshot of us, a couple tables over. And they they came by to ask them what they'd like to drink, and the guy says, "I'll have an orange juice." Oh, he goes, "She'll have orange juice. I'll have a diet coke." And if you could have seen Tink's face when he did that, <laughs> it made her. She was like, "That motherfucker's over ordering for her." I was like, well, Keep your woman on a leash. What do you want to do? <laughs> it made her so damn mad. I said, we don't know. He may have already known what she wanted, what she always drinks. Yeah. You know, and the joke became then for the rest of the rest of the time we were on vacation was, and she'll have, like I was going to order for, oh, wait, man, yeah. oh, you get to see her face turn red. She's like, fucking order for me, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm my own person. I don't know. Does does Floyd order her own stuff, or do you order? Floyd yeah, she out? orders her own stuff. She's all I don't know what she likes. <laughs> <laughs> Gave up on that years ago. <laughs> well, thank all y'all for listening to this episode of the Hango Show. Be sure to go by tripodbroadcasting.com to check out all the shows in the network. Also, be sure to go by ebles.com, E-A-B-L-E-S, to save 15% on some premium CBD. And go by mydelta8.com. Harpoon, Jut. Love you guys. Thank y'all so much. And I love all y'all out there listening. See you next time.